Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, and Jamie. All right, we've got some big news out of the NFL. Of course, we're going to talk about Ezekiel Elliott and a very, very fun game last night that kicked off what could be an exciting Fantasy Week 6. Welcome to the show. This is Fantasy Football Today. It's Adam, Dave, and Jamie here. Try to get to some emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, but you know if we don't get to them today, we'll get to them on the Saturday mailbag, and we'll give out a FanDuel lineup at the end of the show and start playing on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com and click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. If you're a new user and you make your first deposit, you get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes. FanDuel.com, promo code CBSPOD, void where prohibited. Good morning, my Fort Lauderdale friends, Dave and Jamie. How is it going? Why would you assume that we're your friends? You're not necessarily, but you're the closest thing I've got to it in Fort Lauderdale. So, Ooh, Don't boy. Your, Doesn't your family still live here? Well, They're not friends. They're family. Exactly. I'll be your friend, Adam. Oh, Dave. Thank you. I'm in. You ready? Adam, I can't wait to see you at uh, the bar mitzvah next week. Dave, you know I'm not going to Dave's child's bar mitzvah. Dave's son's is, is, this revenge, is this revenge for him not going to your wedding? It is exactly. No, I have a, another wedding uh, that weekend in South wow. Carolina. You're making up a wedding just to avoid going to his bar mitzvah? No, come on. Who, who's getting married? My cousin. Bill Clay? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, if, he only gets married at uh, Christmas. I was going to say, if Bill Clay did get married, that's of course a character, a character in Die Hard, sort of, uh, he would get married in, in uh, what month is it? October, because it's just as much a Halloween movie as a Christmas movie. Now, uh, happy Friday the 13th, right. by the way. So, yes. Uh, yes, and we get some scary news. We get, aw, Zeke out! Ezekiel Elliott. I wish people could see the smile on your face. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. Oh, now you're cracking up. You, you love this. Not really. Just your reactions. Uh, a, a federal appeals court lifted an injunction on Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. There could be more appeals to follow, so we still don't know exactly what's going All right. You tell me what you, what you expect to happen now with Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to appeal this uh, in a court in New York, I believe. And we're still in a wait-and-see mode. But for now, you have to approach it as if he's going to be out for the next six games. All right, and then the, the question of the day, which guy to get? What do you think, Alford or McFadden? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, they're going to share touches. I don't think it's going to be one guy is, is, is great. I would just lean toward who they've been playing, but I think you're going to see both Morris and McFadden taking – this is the same team. You know, this isn't this isn't the 2016 Cowboys where one guy steps in and it's you're excited about it. This this offense this offensive line hasn't been as good. Dave, what's your take? My take is basically the same as Jamie's, right down to the offensive line and how it's not quite as good as it once was. And Ezekiel's talent is head and shoulders ahead of Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. But my gut tells me that Darren McFadden has been inactive for the past five games for the Cowboys because they were they they had no need to use him. They had Ezekiel Elliott. Alfred Morse was good in a backup role in case something happened to Zeke. Now something might happen to Zeke where he misses six games and they've got McFadden and his fresh legs ready to go. So I I I've seen people in most of my leagues um break their fab budget on Alfred Morris and then somebody else steals McFadden for a third of the price. And I think that's the direction I would go in. Yeah, I've seen both. I've seen a lot of people spend money on both. Is it a bad idea to get both if you can? Oh, I, if you get both, I think that's great. I did in one league where it, there's no fab. It's ad drop immediately um, after an initial waivers run. And I, I put both on my bench. Now I'm trying to trade them as a combo deal. So I'm just going to look up the ownership percentages really quickly here. Alfred Morris. It's 55% for Morris going into last night. 65% now. For Morris and McFadden is, I'm gonna. Uh, I was gonna say 42. He's 49 percent owned. So would you drop Matt Breida for either of these guys? Yes. Yep. Elijah McGuire. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rob Kelly. I did not. No, I wouldn't drop Kelly. 
unless you think you can get Kelly back on Tuesday with the hopefully idea that the situation could be resolved. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's not you're not going to drop a guy that you expect to start every week for either of them. I, why do you think it's going to be a share shared backfield, uh, Jamie? Why do you think it's going to be kind of a mess? I just think the fact that to what Dave said, which is which is accurate, they probably put McFadden in, uh, you know, breakable glass in case they needed him because of the idea that he could still be suspended. Because otherwise, why would he be inactive after he was the guy in the offseason? But you've seen Morris uh, just uh, looking at him. He's, he looks like he's in the best shape he's been in, in a long, long time. And then you see that he comes out, has the big run when he's had the opportunities. He has a lot of like, carries. I think he has nine carries on the season, um, eight carries on the season. So he – uh He's clearly been doing everything he's supposed to do because they could have done the opposite route. They could have just said we're going to put Morris on ice and use McFadden um, for now because that's what they did last season was McFadden was the backup. So I think you'll see both guys just share the workload and take sort of a hot hand approach. But again, this just isn't the same offensive line. I think Zeke's averaging 3.7 yards per carry. His best performance was the second half of last week. That's when he's actually looked the best. Okay, so it's uh, it's unfortunate for Zeke owners. He's slated right now to miss San Francisco, Washington, Kansas City, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and the Chargers. He would be back for Washington, at the Giants, at Oakland, and then Seattle. Four games left if you end in Week 16. The Week 17 game is at Philadelphia. So that means maybe one regular season game for Ezekiel Elliott uh, if, uh, if he misses the next six. And, you know, it, most weeks go 14, 15, most leagues, excuse me, go 14, 15, 16 for the fantasy playoffs. So you might get week 13 out of him as of right now, but we will see. Obviously, don't drop Ezekiel Elliott. Who's got more trade value, Ezekiel Elliott or David Johnson? Zeke. Yeah. Still a, an earlier timetable for him. Okay. And there's a chance he doesn't serve a suspension still. Sure. I mean, definitely if you're 4-1 and one or 5-0, and oh, don't. Don't be afraid to to try to trade that's, on the cheap. I think that's Zeke. the owner who makes the move for Zeke right now, mm-hmm. especially if Zeke is on a team that's two and three, one and four. Right, right, exactly. Desperate for a win. All right, let's get to the game from last night: Philadelphia twenty-eight and Carolina twenty-three. First of all, I did a Twitter poll, and uh, it was not a said not a fantasy question, just a football question. Who is the best quarterback in the NFC East? And had, uh, as of this morning, more than 2,000 votes. Who do you think won the best regular NFL quarterback in the NFC East? Well, I mean, everybody's going to go off what they just saw, so it's going to be Wentz. I still say Dak won. I, I would say Dak is the best, but I think everybody's going to say Wentz. 46% said Wentz. 32% said Dak. 18% Cousins. 4% Eli Manning. Wow. You like of all 4%. your Giants fans? That's all they got voted. <laughs> I mean, I I think actually, I I think that they're all good. You know, I mean, it's a really good division of quarterbacks. Manning has by far the worst offensive line. Uh, you know, it's a to- it's a topic for another discussion. But you, I, just I, while, while you're on that, do you want to see the Giants if they get the first overall pick or one of the first three picks take quarterback? Absolutely, absolutely. And do what with Eli? One more year? One or two more years? Or part ways? No, one or two more years is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but the Eagles gotta love the guy they got. He is fun. He is fun and so good on third down. It's crazy. And he scored 26 fantasy points. The thing is, like, I, I know, I'm not sure, I know, like, I don't remember exactly where he was in the rankings. We didn't love Wentz this week. He really took advantage of the two turnovers. He took advantage of Keekly leaving. He did that too, but two of his touchdowns were set up on very short yep. fields. Yep, but the thing was, both touchdowns, or I'm sorry, all three touchdowns over the middle of the field, all three of them right after Keekley got hurt, and so when he left the game, if you would have told me, I mean, I was the one that was the lowest on him, you would have told me Keekley wasn't going to play in that game, I would have told you a totally different story. He uh, he he did a great job, they they schemed, everything was over the middle of the field, he had the one pass to Alshon Jeffrey on the outside, that was it, after Keekley got hurt, and he missed, he, put, he could have had a fourth touchdown, on the final third down before they gave the ball back to the Panthers, Nelson Aguilar, there was nobody within 10 yards of him. And he tried to force the ball to the left side of the field. If you go back and watch the play, Aguilar, they didn't cover him. It wasn't like they, the, the, there was a blitzing uh, linebacker who was supposed to take the slot guy. And Aguilar is just standing there all by himself. It was, and, and the funny thing is, like, as great as Tony Romo's been, he kept pointing, I was like, oh, he had Alshon on a slant. 
No, <laughs> he oh, had he Aguilar wide open. It could have yeah. been. A, he could have walked in. Hmm. He could have moonwalked in. All right, well, Dave, you were the highest on Wentz. You had him tenth. So uh, I'll just ask you guys, who would you rather have? And, and this is actually was this would have qualified as a bonanza. I think the only player that was started in a lot of leagues that didn't do well was Funchess. Uh, but even Cam having a pretty bad game got you 22 fantasy points with all the rushing totals. Who do you like rest of season, Carson Wentz or Cam Newton? The best defender on Cam was John the Stewart. <laughs> Stewart Cam like. had at least five drop passes. He didn't drop them. Obviously, his receivers did. One turned into an interception. That was uh, they, another interception was when the pass rush got in his face. He got hit as he threw. Ball went up in the air. It was an easy pick for Philadelphia. But he still should have had maybe one or two more interceptions. And that's kind of the thing with Cam is that sometimes he's going to be inaccurate. And he hasn't quite shed that uh, inconsistency label just yet, even though the past couple of games he was outstanding. I will still take Cam ahead of Wentz in fantasy, but I think they're both top 10 to top 8 as far as fantasy quarterbacks go. And if you drafted Wentz or if you have him on your bench and you've got another starter that you'd rather go with the rest of the way, maybe you can get a little something for Wentz this weekend. Okay. Well, well you can't because you can't trade him now. You can't trade him now, but you can set up the deal to move after the games on Sunday. I uh, I, I think what we're going to see from Cam, you know, some people asked me this last night because he had the touchdown dive that should have been a touchdown. The second one? The rushing, the second rushing touchdown that he should have had. So the one that didn't count. The one that didn't count. Right. Right before the touchdown to McCaffrey. That he came off the field mm-hmm. while they were looking at that and his shoulder may have been uh, a little bit banged up because he tried to reach over the pylon with his right hand, which is his injured shoulder. And that he looked like he was grabbing at it a little bit. And then he looked, the old cam came back out. And by old cam, I mean what we saw the first couple of weeks yep. that we saw last year where he was just, Trying to force balls where he couldn't maybe necessarily have the arm strength to get to it. Um, so I wonder if that's something just keep an eye on. All right. Well, who's the best Eagles wide receiver going forward? Zach Ertz. <laughs> Ertz is incredible. Eight or more fantasy points in every game, but you know, Alshon had 10 targets, but Aguilar had the touchdown and that's, uh, what's how many, four touchdowns in six games for Aguilar. Who's your favorite Eagles wide receiver going forward? It's still Jeffrey. Jeffrey, they, there was a play where Wentz just underthrew him a little bit. He had to step on the defender. Um, I, I still think Jeffrey's going to get some points in bunches. The thing you got to hope for next week is that there's a report that Josh Norman's going to try and play. If Josh Norman's out, then I think he'll be more comfortable with Jeffrey. If Norman plays, it's going to be tough for Alshon. I don't like that Alshon's catch rate is 50%. I I would look for that, that to on improve him? a little bit. Oh, I think some of it has to be on him. Just the fact that he's only catching half of the targets thrown his way. I don't think Wentz is that inaccurate of a passer on the year. He's completing 61%. It's not the best in the world, but it's not But he's he's, awful. Throw, he's throwing his targets to him on on some really tough covers. Yeah. I, I agree on that point. Okay. I think I'll say Jeffrey out of Aguilar. And who's your favorite Carolina wide receiver rest of season? I'll still say Funches. He had a bad game. He had a he had a bad drop in the game. Kelvin did too. Both of them had, to, and this is another point against Cam, but just a little knock against Cam, that a lot of the catches, especially made by Benjamin, he had to jump, he had to dive, he had to make plays. I think this is one of Benjamin's best games in a while. Just the way that he was adjusting to the football, made a double move on one route that was really good for a nice catch. Nine catches for 99 yards on 13 targets. Keep in mind Cam Newton usually throws about 30, 31 passes a game. He threw 52 passes last night as they were trailing by two scores. Yep. In the Couldn't fourth run quarter. the ball at all. But it's you huge. Take away the touchdowns and Benjamin's been better. I'll take Benjamin. It's huge that Cam Newton has three rushing touchdowns in his last four games. It's huge that he's willing to run 71 yards uh, last night. And did we see... The beginning of Christian McCaffrey getting more carries than Jonathan Stewart, or at least coming close to Jonathan Stewart's carries. Was this the game that marks the beginning of the of the real Christian McCaffrey era for um, for Carolina? It was just their their first three quarters were dumb. They couldn't run. They couldn't run. They need their center back. Yeah, no, I they mean clearly Khalil. that's a that's a big part of all of this. But you know, you have a guy that you drafted early. You know, you, the the interception that Stewart. You know, bobble through his hands. I don't know why you even attempt throwing the ball, John Stewart, when so, you have McCaffrey. So dumb. Oh man. And McCaffrey has just, you know, you, you've seen this, you know, many, many times over the course of NFL history. You know, some of these smaller running backs, they just the defenders can't see them, and so it helps when you have a little bit of a bad offensive line. It certainly helps when you get a guy out in space. So their offense just looked better when McCaffrey was on the field. 
I agree with you. I think it should be more McCaffrey less Stewart. All right, and John, people are are gonna drop Jonathan Stewart. Are you gonna stop them from doing that? No. All right. Yeah, I mean it's like PPR ten teams. Stewart's been a waste. That said, let's go on. Let's move on to the news and notes here. And the the Chargers Raiders game could be moved due to the, you know very scary stuff out there in California with all the fires. Could end up being played in San Diego, ironically. Uh, Marcus Mariota continues to make progress. Do you expect him to play on Monday? Said him that way. Uh, I hope he does because I need him. I need him in the two quarterback league against Jamie. Uh, not a lot you of options. A start. Yeah, that Carson Wentz. Um, Derek Carr, do you think he'll play against the Chargers? I think he'll play. Now I'm kind of curious where the game's going to be and how much they've practiced. Yeah, that's true. They've been had an I, I think that matters with Carr. Both of those things. Is, yeah, I would try and stay away from Carr this week. Yeah, okay. Uh, Andrew Luck's making progress. He's practicing more than he had been. So obviously not playing this week and doubtful next week. Sammy Watkins says he wants the ball. Do you want to start him at Jacksonville? Nope, nope. Uh, Marcus Wheaton out four to six weeks with a groin injury. Oh, yeah. man. Does that make Kendall Wright more attractive as a waiver wire ad? Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's going to be their guy. I mean, look, he's he's been their best receiver so far. That shouldn't change. Tyreek Hill was limited with a hamstring injury. Are we concerned about Tyreek Hill playing? Not yet. Nope. Okay. We'll have the Saturday mailbag show to update you on that. Travis Kelsey practice in full. Uh, are we ranking him, Kelsey? Once he gets through the concussion protocol, he will be, I would assume, a top three fantasy title. He'll be ranked by the end of the day. All right. I think that's fair. It, just since this is the last time we're talking about it, if Kelsey doesn't play, do you have to sit Alex Smith? I would try to. Yeah, okay. I tried to sit Smith anyway, but yeah. Titans offensive coordinator Terry Rabisky says he wants to get Derrick Henry more involved. What's your take on that as they have the Monday night game against the Colts? It's not like DeMarco Murray's been great, so it makes sense to get who the guy who could be more talented, more touches. Does that mean you don't want to start DeMarco Murray anymore? Did you did you make a ranking? No, change? you still start Murray. I mean, especially this week you're starting him. But I I think you know he, he's got to deliver. Yeah, I think nice. I'll believe it when I see it. And Ty Montgomery practiced again. We will preview this game at Minnesota. Minnesota with a very good run defense. Um, but how are you ranking the Green Bay running backs right now? If Montgomery plays, yeah, uh, I would say Jones. Becomes a low-end number two, and Montgomery's number three. I wonder if they're going to give Jones more work. I, 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 I don't. I first of all, I can't believe that Ty Montgomery's going to come back and play if if his ribs are as bad as he said that they were after one week. I just think that that's crazy. But I also don't think that they're just going to go and give Aaron Jones all the work and make Ty Montgomery a you know a change of pace guy. They don't typically use one running back on first and second downs and another one on third down. So maybe maybe it's two series for Jones and one for Montgomery. Maybe it's two for Montgomery and one for Jones, or maybe they they give them each series one by one, and then they play the hot hand. I think the point is is that we don't know for sure, and it's a tough matchup to boot. So I might try and stay away from all Packers running backs. I'll tell you what I'm selfishly rooting for since I have a, like one or two leagues with Aaron Jones, but I have a more investment in Montgomery. I would like Montgomery to sit this week, and I would like Aaron Jones to do poorly. So get a little momentum going for uh So you're basically going to wish the bonanza on Aaron Jones. I mean, yes. I guess if that's the way you want to put it, sure. Uh, do you expect the following players? Stefan Diggs against Green Bay. If he doesn't practice on Friday, I would not expect him. Devontae Parker at Atlanta. If he doesn't practice on Friday, I would not expect him. Matt Forte against New England. He will play. Willie Sneed against Detroit. Looks like he's going to play. He is he even on the injury report. I saw I him as questionable. Injured. I don't know. Okay. Well, then wait. I, I think you've got to take it up to inactives. I don't feel comfortable starting him. Jeremy Macklin against Chicago. I think he'll play. Rob Kelly. Not going to play. JJ Nelson. Coach called him a long shot. JJ Nelson. I think he'll play. Jack Doyle. On track to play. Marquis Lee. On track to play. Kenny Galladay. Kenny. I think he'll be back. Galladay. All right. Look, we've got some awesome podcasts for you. In this corner is a seriously great podcast for MMA, boxing, and WWE. They have got separate episodes for each sport. Uh, they've got 
look at some of the interviews they've lined up. Triple G, Bernard Hopkins, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. They've already gotten those. They've already had those interviews. So if you want to hear any of those, uh, subscribe to the In This Corner podcast with Brian Campbell. Coming soon, the Million Dollar Man. Ted, what's his name, Dave? Ted. DBS. Okay. I thought that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. I'm not a WWE guy, but that is a really cool podcast. They have a lot of fun on there. We got a Saturday mailbag show coming. We don't just read emails. We talk a little more fantasy. Uh, it's, you know, it, you'll like it if you haven't listened. Fantasy football today is our live video show, noon Eastern on, uh, Monday through Friday and then 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. And our radio show, Eye on Fantasy Football is Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight. You can hear us on CBS Sports Radio. Check your local affiliate, or you can listen on CBSSportsRadio.com. Uh, a lot, lot of fun. Call-in show. Good stuff. And uh, you can see, as you listen to the show tomorrow night, just try to picture in your mind, like, is Adam paying attention or watching the Yankees game on the scr- on the TV in the studio? Uh, I might have to uh, catch you off guard a couple times <laughs> nah, I'll during be the show to make sure you're paying attention. I'll be in mid sentence and I'll make it sound like I'm mid. Do you see? And then I do one of those. Ah, oh, that was good. That was great. Right. Do you know what the uh, the craziest moment that happened while I was on the air? And I, there are two TVs in the studio in New York. And there's usually two college football games on, but it'll be baseball and college football on on Saturday night. The craziest thing that happened was, uh, I guess it was two years ago. I'm on the air. It was the Miami Duke lateral, the eight lateral touchdown, uh, on the final play of the game. And I'm on the air for that. And they, I don't know if you remember, it took like 15 minutes to determine what happened as they reviewed it. And, um, I was like trying not to freak out, but I pulled it together. So if I can make it through that. I can make it through anything. And your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. So start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash NFL. Go to cbs.com slash NFL if you want to watch a game for free on your mobile device. All right, let's play Beat the Waiver Wire. We're about to get into the games. I'm going to give you the bonanza and hopefully not eat some disgusting jelly bellies next week. Beat the Waiver Wire for Fantasy Week 7. I I don't know. The DSTs, if anybody drops Minnesota and you can pick them up, I mean they might be on waivers uh you know for too long, but people drop Minnesota cuz they have Green Bay this week would be understandable. They have the Ravens at home next week. Uh the Jets are at Miami. I don't know if you guys would be interested in that. Miami gives up a lot of points to DSTs. Uh Tennessee is at Cleveland. And this is a long shot, but you could check because they are on by, but Seattle on by this week. 93% owned. They're at the Giants. I guess the real streamers would be the Jets and the Titans. I don't know. At the Dolphins, at the Browns. Don't the Rams have a good game, too? Rams play Arizona in London. Yeah, and Arizona's given up a lot of fantasy points to DST, so that's a good yes. one. Yes. I don't know if I love it. Yeah. They're, not they're, bad. I guess they're in the streaming conversation. Why not? But we did talk could, about this could on— the Cowboys be in the streaming conversation? Who do they have? At the Niners. Coming off a bye. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they have not a good defense. <laughs> but they'll have, hopefully, Sean Lee back by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was someone we talked about earlier in the week. Good at home. He'll face the Buccaneers. 45% own. You guys on board as a beat-the-waiver-wire guy, Tyrod Taylor? I think, uh, in that scenario, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw Brian Hoyer against Dallas. Those were the only two I came up with. Uh, that yeah, all, it's not know, good. Wiley it's not good. And missing next week is Watson, Stafford, but that's it. Yeah. I, Plus anybody who's hurt, you know, Luck, maybe Mariota. I doubt Mariota. Highly doubt Carr. You know, we'll see. I, I could see Trevor Simeon at the Chargers. If he has a good game against the Giants, people might buy back in. And He hasn't been good on the road, though. He's been at the Bills, and who was the other road game? Uh... Raider? No, Raiders was at home. Uh, Reds? No, who the hell was it? I don't know. Okay, so not great quarterback streamers, just like Tyrod Taylor is the head of the class there. And Arizona wide receivers, <laughs> they're at New England. That's a Sunday night game. It, wait, am I wrong about that? Because I thought we said the it's Rams. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta is at New England. All right, so I don't know if Mohamed Sanu might be available. Taylor Gabriel, that, that would maybe I don't know. So that's a long shot. I'm not stashing. Gabriel would be the one. Uh, he's only had one road game. 
Trevor Simeon. So you tricked me. There. He wasn't good in it. He wasn't good in it at Buffalo. Seven. But he hasn't been good really since the first two games. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He didn't throw that much against Oakland. Only threw 26 passes. You know they like to run the ball, and they'll be able to do that against the Chargers. You're talking about Simeon at the Chargers next week. Yeah, that's going to be a home game for the Broncos. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess that's true. They're going to run. All not over. a lot of Chargers fans go to Charger games. They're going to run all over them anyway. Okay. Uh, any bold? Do you guys have any bold predictions for Week Six? Sure. Uh, I've got a guy that I, I'm going to use in some of my daily fantasy lineups. Benny Fowler of Trevor Simeon's Broncos hmm. against the Giants, who are going to play without Dominique Rogers Cromarty. That means that slot corner could be Ross Cockrell. Steelers fans will know who he is. Giants fans know who he is, too. Sanders will line up in the slot, but Fowler will do it most of the time. I think he'll have a chance at scoring. So might A.J. Derby. So if you wanted to be super sneaky, you could load up your daily lineup with Simeon, Fowler, Derby, and then studs everywhere else because you'll have like a million dollars left to spend on other positions. I'll stay in that game. My bold prediction is eight or more catches for Shane Vereen. On the final drive of last week's game for the Giants, they were, of course, trailing. He had three carries and three catches on four targets. And he even had a tackle after an interception, so he might get a couple of those. Uh, But I think Shane Vereen is a sneaky PPR play. I agree. And, Jamie, I'm sorry I should have warned you of this segment. I didn't. Do you have any bold predictions off the top of your head? I, I think the Steelers are going to play well in Kansas City. Um, they they always tend to surprise us when we doubt them. And I know that I, I went this route last week, but I, I just think that what we've seen from Kansas City's defense, if they get up a lot of big plays, I think you're going to see Roethlisberger still throw. I just have a sneaky feeling that he's going to come out and have a good game this week. Are you going to juju on that beat? Juju on that beat. No. <laughs> Dave, you always sing. What's up with that? I'm I'm weird. Like Except that. when I cue him up on the video show, he doesn't sing when I tell him to. Yeah, I don't do what I'm told. Oh, okay. And uh yeah, the getting getting right tackle Marcus Gilbert back should be pretty helpful for Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. I think Smith Schuster could be a good sleeper this week. I agree. Fancy. That's yeah, what I was going Brian. Uh, That's the whole juju on that beat. I know. No. <laughs> then why'd you say no that you didn't like it? You said am I going to? Yeah. And right. I said no. So you might not actually literally juju on that beat. But when it comes to Juju Smith-Schuster, you like him. Well, yeah, he is sleeper. like a You know sleeper. what his born name was, by the way? Mike. John Smith. John Smith. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. Uh, his nickname, and he added on the Schuster. He's going to make himself uh, – he's going he's gonna to get famous. He's going to have to look good. He needs to get himself an Indochino suit. Look, Indochino's deal's gotten even better, everybody. In fact – Indochino has its best deal ever now. All you have to do is go to Indochino.com, design every detail of the best suit you'll ever buy, type in FFT at checkout, and you get a premium suit for $359. That's incredible. Enter FFT at checkout on Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. So I told you all that I recently brought in a couple of old suits to my tailor. I brought in the Indochino suit, and I said, this is how I want it to look. You know that. But I got the suits back last week, and they look good. Uh, they, they're great. He did a nice job. They don't look as good as the Indochino suit, though. You just can't replicate that. You need to get it custom-made, and you can't get a better custom-made price than $359. And I walked out of there, and I said to my wife, I'm never doing this again. What is the point? I'm just going to get an Indochino suit because it costs me more money, so much more money to get these suits tailored. So take advantage of this great deal. Get excited about wearing a suit like I do now. Uh, go to Indochino.com, 50% off a premium suit. Type in FFT at checkout. A premium suit for $359. FFT is the promo code at Indochino.com. And we go to the games, and we have Tampa Bay at Arizona. You ever see the Friends episode when uh, they went to the tailor? No, I don't think so. Oh, you should Google it. It's very funny. Okay. I like Friends. I watch Friends. Yeah, you may not want to go to the tailor again. Why? Oh, alright, alright. I'll Google it. I will Google it. Alright, Tampa Bay at Arizona. I think this is just a fascinating game. Uh, a lot of fun stats in this game. Arizona, let's start with this, our stat of the game. Arizona allows 3.3 yards per carry. Third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. They haven't been quite as good the last two weeks against Hyde and Blunt. Now those guys only scored eight and seven fantasy points, but they, they did well on a per carry basis. But how confident are you in Doug Martin this week? Uh, with a much tougher matchup at Arizona, guys. I'm confident, partially because I just don't think fantasy owners have many options at running back this week. And here's somebody who looked great last week, should get 15 touches, 
even against Arizona. And his offensive line hasn't been bad either. So I, I've, it, it's one of those things where maybe I'm not going to use Doug Martin in daily fantasy. I think that that's a mistake. But in my seasonal leagues, of course I'm going to start him. Would you start Lamar Miller or Doug Martin? Miller. Would you start Andre Ellington or Doug Martin in PPR? Martin. All right. How about the quarterbacks? Who do you like better in this game? Uh, Palmer. I like Palmer better. I didn't mention this, but Arizona, they, they beat the crap out of the, out of the Bucks last year. They, in fact, were 3-0 and against East Coast teams at home last year. They won every game by eight or more. They won two of the three by 25 or more. Now the, the Bucks themselves actually did pretty well in West Coast games, two and one, with the one loss coming to Arizona. Just a little context for you. They're getting healthy on defense though. Yeah, so what's going on with their linebackers? They, they practiced. Both David and Alexander practiced. Uh, same with TJ Ward, so I would assume they're gonna play. Okay. Uh, so you guys like Palmer a little bit better? Yes, yep. Alright, but, but they're both top 12 guys. They're both right around 10th actually, and, uh, you know, Arizona has been a little vulnerable to quarterbacks here, uh, especially Stafford and, and Wentz, more than 30 fantasy points. I don't know, I guess we don't have to expand too much on that, but Alex Smith or Jameis Winston? I'll take Smith. Uh, Jameis. But, but it's close? Yeah, sure. Close. I think Jameis gets 20, Alex gets about 18. I think they both get over 20. I think Smith has more upside. Yeah, I'll take Jameis' upside. So, I think that you can look at the stats going into the game and make the case that Deshaun Jackson is in for a better game than Mike Evans. Now, of course, I'm not, I would start Evans over Jackson, but Arizona's been like amazing, amazing against number one outside receivers. You know, and, and you know why? Of course, Patrick Peterson. And well, I was going to say because of Bruce Arians' stellar coaching and his hat. And uh, Deshaun Jackson's actually had seven or more targets in every game. He's had two good games in the last three. And the Cardinals, you look at their last three games, they allowed three fifty-yard pass plays. Bryce Butler, Nelson Aguilar, Torrey Smith. Now we knew they were going to struggle on the on the East Coast last week, but I don't know. I Talk to me about the, the Tampa Bay wide receivers and what you're doing with Evans and, and D-Jax. I think you nailed it. It's simple that Mike Evans is one of those guys that you're going to start no matter what. It's just the way that it is. He's he's too good of a receiver to sit. And he's he's made plays in tough matchups before, so it's not like he's going to just completely fall off the map. I don't think he'll be a decoy. But Deshaun Jackson and Jameis Winston, again, Hopefully they get back on the same page. Hopefully they run some of those inside slant routes like they did last week where Jackson catches the ball, has some room to run, and adds some yards after the catch. This is a great matchup to try and scheme that up against Justin Bethel and the rest of that secondary for Arizona. How many Arizona wide receivers would you take over to Sean Jackson? Zero. Really? Uh, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald and PPR. Okay. Uh, Slot receivers have been very, very good against Tampa Bay, and that's where he lines up. So I would take Fitzgerald over Jackson. All right. But Jackson is, uh, like 24th for Jamie, 15th for Dave, 25th for Heath. That's in standard. Yeah, no, I've actually moved Jackson up. So he's, uh, 17. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. We like Deshaun Jackson this week. He is a start. Um, how about Cameron Brait? guys? Uh, look, he's done really well three weeks in a row, but he's faced three teams that are in the in the bottom eight in fantasy points allowed to like three of the eight worst teams against tight ends. Arizona's a different beast. Starter sit Cameron Brait. Uh start, but it's not as good as it's been the last few weeks. So there will be a letdown coming. He could score single digits in fantasy points and still score a touchdown. But I'm still starting him. So would you go I, with, I don't have the stones to go with Griffin or Njoku ahead of him, for example. Okay. Or even George Kittle. Uh, yeah, but if you do want to play matchups, those guys have better matchups than Brayton. What about Safarian Jenkins or Brayton? Safarian Jenkins is in a much better situation than Brayton. Sir. So you go with him? Yep. And Talk they both had very high targets last week. Uh, Brayton just did more with it, but this is a much better situation. He gets, Safarian Jenkins gets the team that Brayton just beat up. Let's go to Arizona. Carson Palmer, 10th for Jamie, 7th for Dave, 9th for Heath. He's throwing a ton, 44 or more passes in four or five games, yet somehow only one game with more than 18 fantasy points. Uh, this team's not good, just FYI. Uh, their offense has been has really struggled. 
But Tampa Bay allows the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So do we get a multiple, do we get a two touchdown game from Carson Palmer? I think you get a two touchdown game from him. I think you get 300 yards from him. You're going to get a, at least one turnover along the way. I can't help but wonder if they're going to try and dial back Palmer vis-a-vis Adrian Peterson running the football. Mm-hmm. And they give a, they, they commit at least 10 carries to him. If the game flow goes right, that could hit 17, 18 carries. Wow. I, I think they want to try and reestablish that ground game around AP. I'm not saying it's going to be successful, but it could take opportunities away from Palmer. And well, who, until they get, you know, second and nine, third and nine, and he's throwing. Then next drive, second and nine, third and nine, and he's throwing. I think so, Tampa Bay is going to have to start very hot in this game in order for Palmer to get back to 45 pass attempts. Which running back for the Cardinals do you like better in standard scoring leagues? Obviously, you're going to go Ellington and PPR, but what about in standard? Also Ellington. Ellington is not even close. Well, I just, you know... He's not going to catch your, your nine passes. Your question is relevant, but it's, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know how much Peterson's going to play. All right, so don't start Peterson. No. Uh, okay. You put him on your bench if you want to, like, just fool around. But I, I, I have a hard time believing that he's going to be back. Would you start Andre Ellington or Randall Cobb? Ellington, Ellington. and PPR. Ellington and both. Would you start? How many wide? How, okay, same question I asked about Deshaun Jackson. How many Arizona wide receivers would you start over Andre Ellington? Just none. Uh, none in PPR. Not even Larry. And I think I'd probably go Larry over him in, in standard. All right. So he's better than the Browns, and he's better than JJ Nelson. Who's your second favorite Arizona wide receiver? Andre Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your third favorite Arizona wide receiver? Uh, John Brown. I think it's got to be John Brown. But it, this is going to be a, a flip-flop. from Whoever gets week. Hargraves is going to have a good day. John Brown or Juju Smith-Schuster? John Brown. Brown has more upside. All right. Let's go to Detroit at New Orleans. Um, Something I was going to say about this game. Oh, here it comes. Got to find it in the notes. Uh, I'm gonna just do a control F here, uh, for A. No, nothing A comes up. How about the letter B? Bonanza! Detroit at New Orleans. I can't wait for you to eat bad jelly beans and get a phone call from a stranger. I feel the same way about you, Dave. Bad jelly beans for you. The phone call from the you stranger. You can, Dave. if this game's a bonanza, you can give my phone number to a stranger. I don't want to give your phone number me. to a stranger. That's... You can do it. I'm giving you permission. I don't like that. It's very You want to do it? Let, let's make that a bet. No, I just, the jelly beans are fine. The jelly beans work. Well, fine. You're still going to get a phone call from somebody if this game is not a bonanza. It was hard. I don't think it will be. I think you picked the wrong game. It was hard to, uh, find a, a stat that was good for stat of the game, but here it is. Yeah, actually the Saints defense has, has been a lot better since the disaster at Minnesota, but they have not allowed a run of more than 17 yards to a running back in three straight games. Okay, whatever. Kind of a weak ass stat, but, uh, let's go, let's go to Matthew Stafford. Let's start with him. Matthew Stafford, Dave, you're, okay, I, it seems to me that Dave doesn't expect as much, uh, from the Lions as Jamie does, cause Jamie's got Stafford seventh, Dave has him fourteenth, Heath has him sixth. Uh, am I right on that assessment, Dave? Yeah, I, I don't think they're that great. I think the offensive line might be a little overrated at this point. I think the run game, as, as decent as it's been, I don't think it's great either. And I think the Saints defense is underrated. I, I, I just, they I, the Dolphins. no, it's not just the Dolphins. It's the game before that too. I, Cam can throw straight. Hey, it happened and he did great against them. And I think that this is going to be a tougher game for Stafford. We know he's not a hundred percent. We know his tackles haven't been protecting him. Well, we know Marshawn Lattimore has been playing well on the outside. Golden Tate hasn't been performing up to standards Tate either. He doesn't play on the outside though. No, he plays in the slot. And if he's not performing up to standards or what we expect, that's not going to help Matthew Stafford. So gonna go off I I don't think so. I don't I don't see it that way. I think he continues to struggle. And by the way, the defenses they went up against Carolina and Miami, did he have great fantasy numbers against them? Who? No, Gold- but they're better than the Saints. Or Carolina and Minnesota, I mean. Golden Minnesota, Tate, you mean? He's going to struggle against. Yeah, no. I mean, Golden Tate's Golden Tate has struggled. He's had two good games, but only one game with more than fifty-eight yards. But they've had a tough schedule, and this was it's definitely the easiest matchup for so far. So Jamie appears to be in on the in on the Lions. 
Amir Abdullah or Doug Martin? Martin. Martin. Amir Abdullah or Mark Ingram? Ingram. Um, Ingram. Mm. Amir Abdullah or Alvin Kamara? Kamara and PPR, Abdullah but not standard. standard. Kamara, PPR. So, uh, Abdullah, do you guys like Amir Abdullah? Jamie, do you like Amir Abdullah this week? I think he's okay, number two. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I he, like that he's been catching the ball a little more. We're not starting Theo Riddick, right? I mean, no, if it's a bye week we situation. Saw, we saw some signs of, you know, when they're chasing points, which they'll probably be chasing points here, uh, that he's got an opportunity to play a little bit more than we've seen. Cause they really haven't been put in this situation yet. I don't, okay. So would you start Golden Tate or Stefan Diggs? Diggs if he's healthy. Uh, Tate, even if Diggs is healthy. Golden Tate or Jordy Nelson? What? Well, Jordy. He's got, he's got Jordy, Minnesota. but it's close. All right, Tate, I don't know what his FanDuel price is, but he could be a good daily play. Uh, how about Marvin Jones? He's actually in my FanDuel lineup. He's 53% owned. Decent sleeper this week? Absolutely. Nope. All right, yeah, it's tough. I'm, We're not going to get consensus on this game. So it's like Jamie buys into the Lions. Dave is not going for a guy like Marvin Jones. No. Adam, there's only one way that Stafford ends up having a really good game, and I think you and I both know who has to play and make plays for the Lions. No, I don't agree happen. with you. Kenny Galladay has to be back. If he's there playing and he gets a lot of playing time, then all bets are off. I don't know, man. I I think that Stafford has actually played pretty well this year. But Arizona, the Giants, Atlanta, Minnesota, Carolina, this is not an easy schedule. Not at all. He's going to take apart the secondary. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Adam, I I feel bad that we're going to have to eat these – Whatever they're called. What, <laughs> the, jelly, yeah. the jelly bellies? Bean yeah. boozled, I think they're called. They're bean boozled. Yeah. Starter sit Eric Ebron. Sit. Uh, well, I mean, this is his breakout game. Well, he had 10 fantasy points against the Giants, yeah, but it, no, no on him, Jamie? No. Okay. Even, even Jamie has his limits for the Lions. So, uh, Drew Brees, he's top three. He's two for Dave and Jamie. He's third for Heath. Uh, the New Orleans running backs, what do you expect from them? You know, Adrian Peterson got six, eight, nine, and four carries in four games, so that will get distributed. Uh, what do you expect from, from Ingram and Kamara? I think Ingram gets close to 15 carries with a couple of catches, and I think Kamara gets close to six, seven carries with a lot of catches, since we've been seeing that. He had ten catches in his last game. He had ten catches in his season. last game. He had he had four, three, and three in the three games before right. that. And then he doubled it in at Miami. And I think the coaches realized that he's really good, and they got rid they of Adrian like Peterson. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of a two-headed monster between these guys. I don't think it's as cut and dried as Ingram on first and second and Kamara on third. I think you'll see Kamara mix and match a little bit, but I think you'll see Ingram bleed into a couple of third-down plays too. Would you start the Saints running backs over John Brown? Yes. Would you start them over Deshaun Jackson? Uh, not Ingram. I, I might, mean, not not Kamara. Excuse me. I would start Ingram over. Would it go Ingram, Jackson, Kamara in standard, and then Kamara, Jackson, Ingram in PPR, something like that? I keep it the same in any format. Keep it simple, stupid. All right, Ingram is a top fourteen running back. Uh, in both formats. So we like them. Uh, Aaron Jones, if Ty Montgomery's out, you go Ingram or Jones? I have Ingram higher. If Montgomery's out? Yeah. Jones. All right. Start Michael Thomas. Start any other New Orleans wide receiver? Nah. Um, no. How about Kobe Fleener? Not with Snead expected to play. And sit those... Defense special teams, because it's the Bonanza. I mean, come on. And I got the last one right, so obviously I'm going to get this one right. And you know what I did last week with the Bonanza? It was Dallas Green Bay. I put at least three players in that game in my FanDuel lineup. So, uh, you know, that's not a it's not a terrible idea if you're buying into this game. I'm not always a jinx. Uh, FanDuel is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I always make a FanDuel lineup, and I'm like, oh, man. This lineup is incredible. I can't wait. And that's a fun feeling. you got great players on your team. And over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. So you can win some money. 
And, you know, there's some good people out there on FanDuel. There's some tough competitors. But this is your chance to sort of match wits with uh, people who love fantasy football. And, you know, you're not constrained by injuries. There are no excuses. You get to make your lineup. You get to look at all the matchups. You get to analyze the data. And you get to put your best foot forward and see if you can win some money. And if you sign up today using our promo code CBSPOD on FanDuel.com, you get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. So this is a great way to get started. Over a million dollars in cash prizes and a free opportunity to win some dough. Go to FanDuel.com, sign up with the promo code CBSPOD. FanDuel.com, promo code is CBSPOD. Green Bay is at Minnesota. Low-scoring game or high-scoring game? What do you think? It'll probably come under the total, but that's it. I'm not going to use the stat of the game. The stat of the game is about how good – well, you know what? I will. Michael Thomas, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and then Golden Tate, who's an inside receiver, and Kendall Wright. They combined for 22 fantasy points in five games. But Thomas, Brown, and Evans have combined for 16 fantasy points in three games against the Vikings. So no concerns about Jordy Nelson? None. I don't know if they're going to have roads travel. I I went back and watched the last time they played. They started with roads on one side. And then after Jordy had a big play against them, they kind of sort of had roads follow Jordy, except when he went in the slot. And then Rhodes would go to Devontae Adams. So he so was—he was the. It's going to be back and forth. I'm not sure how how Rhodes is going to play and where he's going to line up, but it will not stop me from starting Jordy Nelson. Last four games at Minnesota for whatever this is worth: 14, 24, 6, 13. That's in non PPR. 14 or more in PPR for Jordy. You're not sitting, Jordy. No, you're not sitting. Uh, I've been dying to make this pun for the last minute. Uh, would you say he's going to be the roads less traveled? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I just made a big trade to get Jordy in one league. Uh, it's a league where I lost Beckham, so I traded Marshawn Lynch, Will Fuller, Sammy Watkins, and Jarek McKinnon. Oh, one of those trades? To get Jordy Nelson and Kirk Cousins. Oh, my Bravo. Lord. Bravo. Way to go. Uh, and McKinnon's interesting, too. So, so who's your favorite running back in this game? It's as, Aaron Jones. As but. of now, it's Jones. It'll be McKinnon if Montgomery plays. How confident are you in any of these guys? Because like they don't have good matchups. Aaron Jones is facing a team that allows uh, three point three yards per carry. I think something like that. Yeah, three point three yards per carry, which by the way is what Ty Montgomery is averaging this year. And Jarek McKinnon is playing a team that's only had Mike Daniels for two games. Daniels didn't play much in uh, week two. He played seven snaps, but in those two games, they dumped. Very well. Seattle running backs, 3.5 yards per carry. Ezekiel Elliott, only 4 yards per carry. So, you know, are, are you confident in McKinnon or Jones? Well, I think we've seen the last two weeks, you know, uh, Amir Abdullah had a good game against the Vikings two weeks ago. And if not for a, a BS holding call on Marcus Wheaton, That's true. Jordan Howard would have had a big run and a big day against them. Uh, I just think Aaron Jones is, has got the it factor. And I'll buy into him if he gets the full workbook. Hmm, Okay. And McKinnon's going to be, you know, better in PPR than standard, but I think he'll have the day that he would have had last week minus the 58-yard touchdown run. I think he'll be around eight fantasy points. Okay. So would you start Jarek McKinnon or Duke Johnson? Uh, McKinnon, standard, Johnson, PPR. Yep. Jarek McKinnon or Amir Abdullah? McKinnon and both. Dave? I've got a dual ranked tire. Dual ranked tire. Okay. Um, which Green Bay wide receivers do you like other than Jordy Nelson? Just Adams. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb, two straight games with four catches and less than 50 yards. So that's not good. Bad track record against the Vikings, too. We'll get to the tight ends in a second, but let's go to the Vikings wide receivers. And how are you approaching Diggs and Thielen, assuming Diggs plays? If Diggs plays, I think you start him. And yep. Thielen, I think, is more of a number three receiver. Yeah, so Green Bay's allowed double-digit fantasy points in standard to five receivers in their last four games. Also, rookie cornerback Kevin King is questionable. He has a concussion. Uh, so if Diggs doesn't play, does Thielen become a start-worthy guy, a number two receiver? He's a number two guy either way, so he'll stay there. But I'd feel more comfortable with him as a number two guy because I think he'd see a bump in targets. Without Diggs on the field. He hasn't been, Adam Thielen has not been good without Sam Bradford. 
Yeah, that's a good point. He has, oh, he had a good game against Tampa Bay. He has one game in his last four with more than 60 yards. He doesn't have a touchdown this year. Uh, he just hasn't been good without Bradford. Yeah, he's he's a better PPR guy than he is a standard guy. And, uh, yeah, four straight games with five catches. It's not bad for Thielen. And finally, which tight end do you like better here? Minnesota, not so good against tight ends. Uh, Rudolph, I need to see something from Bennett first. Any streaming guys that you would start over Kyle Rudolph? I know he had the good game last week, but but he was terrible for before that with uh, with Keenum. Any streaming guys? No. Does ASJ count as a streaming guy anymore? No. Probably not. Does Martellus Bennett count as a streaming guy? Possibly. But Jamie, I would start those two. Jamie said he'd go Rudolph over Bennett, and you'd go Bennett over Rudolph, Dave. Uh, I'd go Bennett over Rudolph. I think I think Bennett is due. I also think the Vikings have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in three of five games. And uh, Martellus, sneaky play. Better in PPR than standard. Martellus Bennett is owned in... Come on, Internet. 85% of leagues. I thought it'd be So, no, not a streamer. And Minnesota's... I don't think you want to start the DSTs in this game. San Francisco is at Washington. Another very interesting game. Stat of the game, Washington allows the second most fantasy points to tight ends, and San Francisco allows the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Would anybody actually start George Kittle over Jordan Reed? No, I would. <laughs> I, I had would. a feeling. I'm not kidding around. I had a feeling. I don't know what to expect from Jordan Reed. I love that he's not on the injury report, but nervous about him. I think that every Redskin is in play as a top five option. <laughs> Now, like, okay. Spoken like someone who's got Kirk Cousins as the start of the week. Yes, you do. Okay, now, explain that because. Crappy defense traveling on the road for the third straight time. It's, it hasn't been that bad of a defense. I, I think only one quarterback has had a good game against, well, that's not true. Uh. One quarterback had a great game. Only one quarterback has scored, yeah, one quarterback has scored more than 18 fantasy points against San Francisco, and that was Jared Goff. But not Cam, not Russell Wilson, not Carson Palmer, not Jacoby Brissett. But you like the circumstances in this game. Yes, one team coming off of a bye, one team playing three straight road games, two of them have been in overtime, mm-hmm. and they will have traveled 10,000 miles over the last 16 days alone. Mm-hmm. So they are exhausted. Yeah, the 49ers, have, the defense has played over 160 snaps over the last two games because they played in overtime, like Jamie said. And typically a team plays maybe 70 snaps. A defense might be on the field 60, 70 snaps. So they played like two and a half games in the last two weeks. I think they're going to be exhausted. It, I'm just I'm nervous about Jordan Reed, his workload, his targets, and how he'll do in this situation. There was that the last game that they played against Kansas City where Jordan Reed was open on the play where Cousins forced the ball into Josh Doxson. Now Doxson could have come down with the catch, and they could have won that game. I have a feeling that conversation was had numerous times since that game ended where he is not going to forget about Jordan Reed anymore. Jordan Reed will go off this week. So I uh, I, I think there are a lot of tough calls in this game, starting with San Francisco running backs. Washington allows the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs. They've been good at home against running backs, bad on the road, you know, tougher tougher opponents on the road. Uh, but what do you think? Like, how, how are you approaching the San Francisco running backs? If I can bench Carlos Hyde this week, I would. But you like it better than Brita. Yeah, but uh, I I would try and get away from Carlos Hyde as, as much as possible. I would take um, McKinnon over him. I think that's an easy one. If Montgomery plays, would you take Ty Montgomery or Carlos Hyde? In PPR, I would take Montgomery over him for sure. Standard is probably close. But I have I have Hyde outside of my top 24. I, I have like, him barely I, inside my top I like Thompson 24. better. I like Kamara better. I like Duke Johnson. This is standard. Duke Johnson better. Tevin Coleman better. Uh, McKinnon better, Abdullah better. Would you start Pierre Garçon over Carlos Hyde? Yes. PPR easily. Standard, it's close. <sighs> would you start... They're going to get blasted and he's going to be off the field. Would you start Will Fuller over Carlos Hyde? Yes. Would you start Will Fuller or Samaje Pirine? Oh, that's a good one. I would start uh, Fuller, but Pirine I think is a very sneaky sleeper this week. Yeah, I mean, look, again, again, like running backs are averaging 3.9 yards per carry against San Francisco, but we just don't expect much from San Francisco this week. P. Ryan's 46% owned. He has not shown anything that suggests he's a good running back yet, but it's nope. a great opportunity. Yep. 
he's a sleeper. He's 46% owned, like I mentioned. So, again, I, if you're desperate, I look for him in a 14-team league. He wasn't available. P. Ryan's not a bad option. Um, yeah, Chris Thompson, Dave, is always tricky to me. You know, what do you, what do you think about Chris Thompson? I think he's fine. I don't have a problem with Chris Thompson this week because of the matchup, because of the state of the defense. And he's been the guy that has sucked away stats from Jamison Crowder, Jordan Reed, Terrell Pryor all season long. Why wouldn't he do the exact same thing in this game? Not going to get a huge workload, although if if Pirine fumbles early, doesn't get the job done early on, you will see Chris Thompson maybe get a little more work. They might do it. And so between his potential and his upside and the chance of a slightly bigger workload than normal, I would start him. I, I like him as a great flex. Chris Thompson, He's just outside my top twenty-five. Chris Thompson or Kamara? I'll go Kamara. Kamara. Chris Thompson or Demarius Thomas? I think Thompson's more fun uh, and better. Chris Thompson. PPR, I think you could say Demarius is safer. That's fine. All right. And uh, the Washington wide receivers. Well, okay. How about rank all the wide receivers in this game? Garcon and then the Redskins guys. Prior. Garcon. Uh, do I do I have to rank another one? Would you go Doxon uh, or Crowder? Same Would you say I'll say Doxon? Yeah, I'll just say Doxon and Crowder. Wow. All right, those guys are available. And Doxon's fourteen percent owned. Crowder's fifty-seven percent owned. So, would you start any of those guys over? Would you start Crowder or Doxon over Demarius Thomas? No. Yeah, no, that's too much. No. And Washington DST. Jamie likes him seventh. Dave, not so much. 18th and Heath, 20. Uh, they have eight sacks in their last two games, so that's pretty cool. And George Kittle, by the way, is top 12 in standard and top 14 in PPR. So uh, he's 11% owned. And, yeah, Washington has been terrible. Nine or more fantasy points to a tight end in all four games. That includes Gerald Everett and Jared Cook. Kittle's banged up, though, so just keep an eye on it. Miami is at Atlanta, guys. We have two games left. We'd love to get through them in about six minutes. That's the goal here. Stat of the game for the Dolphins. Jay Ajayi carries in two wins, 28 and 25. Amount of carries in two losses, 11 and 12. So I think they're going to lose. <laughs> uh, people are nervous about Jay Ajayi. I'm seeing a lot of nervousness about Ajayi. How do you guys feel about him? Nervous. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, to the point where you would start any of these McKinnon, Aaron Jones, Chris Thompson, Mark Ingram, any of them over Ajayi? Aaron Jones is easy for me. Uh, and all those other guys in PPR over Ajayi for me. Wow. Aaron Jones, only if Montgomery's out? Yes. Dave, what's your take on Ajayi? Nervous about him, but I, I think they're going to try and force-feed him uh, the football. Is So you start him. Is Jarvis Landry a must-start? He's got fifty less than 50 yards in three straight games. Only in PPR. And most certainly if Devontae Parker doesn't play. Right. I'm kind of thinking he won't play. It's, I've been approaching it that way as a Parker owner. If Parker does play, I'm going to start him. How about you? How about you? I'm forced to start him in one league, and I don't like it. I feel the exact same way. Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan? I uh, will go with... Cousins. I like both. I will go with Cousins. Ryan in his last... Uh, four of his last five games coming off a of bye week, at least 21 or more fantasy points uh, in those five games. 12 total touchdowns, and he's averaging like 260 passing yards a game. Kind of a little NFL secret. Dolphins' defense has been pretty good. They haven't allowed more than 20 points in a game yet. Uh, they've done well. But it's time for the it's they, time for this team to get on track. The only, defense I, or only offense, I think, comparable that they faced is New Orleans, but remember it was outdoors. Yeah, that's the London game. So, well, you know, they faced the Chargers. It's not a terrible offense or anything. But, yeah, other than that, the Jets and the Titans without Mariota. Uh, Ryan or Watson? Watson. Ryan or Winston? Winston. Ryan. All right, you guys disagree there. Yeah, this is going to be Ryan's best game of the season. Not that that's saying much because he's been under 20 fantasy points, but uh, the fact that Julio's healthy, the fact that the Dolphins stink as an offense, they're going to have time of possession in their hands all day. And uh, it's tough to run on, on Miami. So that's one thing where they can kind of hold their hat on for sure. And I think you'll see Ryan, he'll lean on his backs in the passing game. Uh, that's what helped Melvin Gordon in that week one or week two game for them. So this is a uh, this is a Ryan game. He's going to have a, a, a big day. It is tough to run on the Dolphins. They allow 3.1 yards per carry, but everybody's got Devontae Freeman in their top six. So don't even think is, about that. Is Matt Ryan the overlooked superstar in daily fantasy this week? 
Oh, I think he could be, yeah. But I think people know that the Dolphins are going to lose this game and they're going to have the ball a lot. So I'm sure his ownership will be probably in the range of a lot of good quarterbacks. How about Tevin Coleman versus Jay Ajayi? What do you guys do there? Ajayi. Uh, Coleman PPR. Ajayi standard. All right, now, yeah, pass-catching running backs, specifically Gordon and Kamara, more than 65 yards. Kamara had a touchdown. So Coleman averages three catches per game. He could get a lot of work there. Uh, Julio Jones must start, top two. Starters at Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel or Smith-Schuster? There's more upside with Gabriel since Sanu's out. I think you'll see an uptick of target in targets for him, and, and you can buy into that. I'll take Smith-Schuster, but I agree with what Dave's saying. There's going to be a lot for uh, a lot of opportunity for Gabriel. But I, I just think that you know this is a um, a running back Julio type of game for them. Okay, Austin Hooper, 24th for Jamie, 14th for Dave. Yeah, he's a streamer. All right. Um, and Only game he's had good targets, though, was when both Julio and right. Sanu got hurt. Yeah, he had two targets Otherwise, in the right. game. Two targets or less. Right, well, if there's no Sanu, I think it'll help him get maybe four or five targets and certainly be a red zone factor. Yeah, it could be. I just don't buy He'll it. have single coverage in the red zone. He'll have a chance to score. Atlanta DST, they're 70% owned. They're top six. So... They've only had one good fantasy game, but the Dolphins allow uh, so many fantasy points. Uh, only the Colts allow more fantasy points to DSTs than the Dolphins. And our final game is Monday Night Football, and it's the uh, no Sunday Night. Sorry, Sunday Night Football, and it's the Giants and the Broncos. And your stat of the game, I already gave it out, but Shane Vereen final drive of the game last week, three three carries, three catches. So uh, PPR sleeper. Is this start all Broncos, sit all Giants? No, because I don't think Thomas has been playing great, and he's going to see the most of Janoris Jenkins. Is yeah. there a Giants player you like in the game? Uh, Vereen, Ingram. Those guys are going to have a lot of, lot of opportunities. Ingram, yeah, that's interesting. Ingram, 78% owned, did not have a catch last week, but he had been playing well. Denver struggles against tight ends. Evan Ingram or George Kittle? Kittle for me. Ingram. Evan Ingram or Kyle Rudolph? Rudolph for me. Rudolph. All right. So not a great start, but a, a guy you could consider, Evan Ingram. And um, there's no way there's no way I'm touching a Giants running back unless it's Vereen. Because Darko's going to play. I don't even know what you're going to get from from uh, Gallman. And Denver's run defense is so good. No, no gamble on Roger Lewis, right? No. All right. So do you like Emmanuel Sanders better than Demarius? I do. Yes. It really, like, the only thing the Giants do well right now is cover, is, is have Janoris Jenkins shut down wide receivers. Uh, he's done it to Alshon, he did it to Dez. Keenan Allen didn't have a good game. Not that he was always on Jenkins. Mike so, Evans scored against Eli Apple. Yeah. My, and Landon Collins, he had it overturned, but Evans almost had a two touchdown game. Mm-hmm. Collins might not play this week too. Yeah. So, Demarius is, what, like 25th-ish? Yeah. yeah, number three receiver. Uh, no, Better just, PPR than standard. Just inside the top third. He's gone ten straight games without scoring a touchdown. Wow, that's your stat of the game. And AJ Derby, he's got the dream matchup, but he's AJ Derby, so he's just outside the top twelve. He's not ranked for Heath. You know, Vance Joseph has said that he likes using Derby when the situation calls for it. He called him his move tight end. More of a receiver than a blocker. They mix and match their tight ends based on matchups. You have to assume they've seen what we've seen when it comes to tight ends against the Giants. So I, my my second bold prediction is that A.J. Derby will score a touchdown. Yeah, especially if uh, Collins doesn't play. And Trevor Simeon, 20th, 16th, and 18th in the rankings. He just doesn't throw that much, and they're going to have success running the ball. Uh, my FanDuel lineup, in case you're interested in winning some money. In a tor- in a cash game, not a tournament. I, I always play it safer. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Le'Veon Bell, Marshawn Lynch, Watson, Bell, Lynch, Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones. That's my gamble. Hunter Henry. I suppose that's a bit of a gamble too. And Dustin Dustin Hopkins, Watson, Bell, Lynch, Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones, Hunter Henry, Dustin Hopkins. I just I make a lot. I'm like this is amazing. This this is gonna kill. I love this lineup. Mm-hmm. Go me. Right. I like it. I've got a tournament lineup if you'd like to hear it. Let's hear it. Kareem Hunt and Le'Veon Bell are my running backs. I have Julio Jones and Michael Crabtree in my receiver spots. 
I've got the Broncos defense and Brandon McManus as my kicker. Mm. How did I manage to get all these studs? <laughs> because I'm stacking Kevin Hogan and David Njoku <laughs> against Houston, and I've got Josh Doxson as my third receiver. Oh, so, all right. taking a shot on the Browns. They're Heath making Cummings a quarterback there. change. Yeah, Heath, this is a Heath-Cummings-inspired lineup for sure. But the Texans going to be without a bunch of good defensive players. The Browns still figure to play from behind. And Joku's had better numbers in limited time with Hogan than he's had in more time with Kaiser. And we know about the matchup. I wanted to get a piece of that Washington offense. So I took a chance on Doxson. So lots of boomer bust players. I don't think... I, I don't think Doxon and Njoku will be highly owned. Hogan might be kind of sort of a popular pick because of his cheap price tag. And I think the rest are obvious studs. We got a mailbag coming up. You'll hear it on Saturday. We're recording it on Friday. We'll talk to you Saturday night. Eye on Fantasy Football. For Dave and Jamie, I'm Adam. See you later. Bye. It's all-